Hello everyone and welcome back to the Tech Marketing Podcast. This is part two of our recorded conversation on ABM. So we're going to jump right back into it and resume where we left off. Yeah. Amy, you, you talked about something that I think is absolutely key that we've got to move on to here, which is KPIs. Mm-hmm. Like, revenue, where do I even start with this? Like, just mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. Uh, leads and MQLs, like, that mm-hmm. is old hat. Mm-hmm. We're talking, that's like, right. that's pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic type thinking, even, yeah. even before then. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what kind of KPIs do you use to gauge your success of the, of the well, campaign? Well, if, talk, if we're talking about the three ask, and if we just want to focus on revenue here, yep. um, it would have to be um, influenced and source pipeline and influence and source wins. Yep. Simple as that. Simple really, simple it, as that really. If we're just talking about revenue, yeah, we're just we're just talking about that. Um now, um, you know, it's uh it, 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 we don't have a, a perfect solution for it either, and I don't, don't want to get into kind of the, the nitty gritty on this call, but getting, showing that attribution across the funnel is, is always going to be a challenge. And that's why we are so involved with those account directors making sure that they're doing their Salesforce admin, their hygiene. And yeah. of course, no sales guy wants to do that. He wants to be out there and, and you know, <laughs> finding deals, exactly. closing deals. Mm. But if we, you know, we, we as an ABM team, you know, there's, there's five of us in our, in our team now. You know, we work really, really hard. We work night and day to make sure that these guys are successful. So mm-hmm. it's almost kind of, we have to make sure that we can at least prove the effectiveness of the program and show and show attribution yep um so yeah it's 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 working on with them making sure that you know basically you know we'll scratch all back but you know you need to scratch ours which is basically doing two minutes of admin per opportunity so <laughs> yeah <laughs> which how, is still no not easy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how often do you have to remind them like can you update this well, what, WhatsApp is real time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're encrypted as well. I would, encrypted. Say, <laughs> I would say every meeting we have with them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exactly, you've got to keep doing that. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that sort of, um, just to add into it, I think for the listeners as well, I mean, this is my sort of observation and, and what we come up against quite a lot is that, that uh, here it goes, um, is that when it comes to people thinking or considering that ABM is for them, do, do your homework, do your maths up front. Because actually what you find is that a lot of people get pulled into, I need an ABM program. I've got to, you know, I need to, I need to go and kind of prove this and, and create one. But actually they don't always do the maths on it and sit and work out that from a, from a three R's perspective, have you sold in the concept and the ideas of what you're going to get as an outcome for this? Mm-hmm. And actually sometimes that will then tell you that an ABM program isn't for you because the numbers just don't stack up. Mm-hmm. Because H- how would the numbers not stack up? Like, well, if you're moving away from an MQL model mm-hmm. yep. and moving to an influence revenue model, try explaining that to a board or, or a senior, senior a CMO or, or marketing director. It's quite a difficult sell, or it can be, because they're used to the old models of That's big right. engines working on a funnel-based system. Where so are my leads? Where are all the leads? I need a volume of leads. Now you're going to approach that team and that board and try and pitch them the idea of doing something that's a different way of thinking because there's a long game here. Yeah. And it's not about MQLs. It's actually about a range of different touch points that influence that revenue along that journey. Yeah. And MQLs could be one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset shift. And we often find as an agency, we will take clients quite far down that track before gonna, it never gets any further than that. Yeah. Because actually, that's where you should start. If you If you don't think you can get the mindset shift and culturally you as an organization are not there to understand that brand is fundamentally important Mm -hmm. to demand gen influence revenue you know looking at long-term deals Mm -hmm. long-term relationships long-term revenue comes from long-term relationships Mm -hmm. it's you know the two are intrinsically linked if you don't feel like 
from a KPI point of view that 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 you've already had those conversations or started those wheels, then you're starting in the wrong place. Anyone can design an ABM program, but to sell one in and actually bring it to fruition, like mm-hmm. like Hitachi have and some other great brands that we work with, mm-hmm. um, you know, is a different is a different skill set. It's a different way of thinking. You, you, there's so much I could dive into there, but you mentioned mm-hmm. brand. Like we've talked about brand a few times, right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you like moving away from influence and um, you know a pipeline essentially stats? Like, how do you measure impact? Like, how do you measure something like something like how an ABM campaign may impact brand or may impact mm-hmm. other softer metrics? Like, yeah. are there ways yeah. of measuring that inside a campaign? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's you know there's a there's a range of ways actually. So what we would look for actually, if you look on a, on a wider basis, is that um, obviously looking at kind of the influence revenue. But in terms of impact, that's probably where more so the the other two R's you know come into come into sort of play. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of impacting on that brand. It's about how much are we engaging that brand? So what relationships, who are we having conversations yeah. with? Who are we getting the ads in front of? How are they engaging with us in a two-way perspective? And that's all obviously measurable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So that's obviously so a So you're talking a about one. engagement with content, engagement Con- with right. mm-hmm. content. How are we growing the database? Yeah. Like how yeah. are we recruiting new yeah. new advocate, future advocates of the brand? Yep. How are they interacting with that content? On what scale? Yep. Um, we've got certain clients who are remote name that amazingly they will not even engage they won't even pick up the phone to talk to that brand until they've had 30 engagements Mm -hmm. 30 form fills if you like 30 people or 30 instances where you saying that's a good strategy or just i think it's bold and it's amazing and and that particular brand can afford to do that but at the same time it's it's you know their their the maturity of their program that's how they measure success Mm -hmm. is that is anything below that is just is 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 good noise, yeah, but it's just it's noise. noise. Yeah. yeah, and I think what we look for then is that is that content engagement and brand engagement and impact. You know, there's also we can look at things like brand trackers. How are the organisations mm-hmm. viewing you as over time? Mm-hmm. But fundamentally, there's also the additional piece around the deal based marketing, which mm-hmm. Amy that Amy touched mm-hmm. on on before, and that's how are we doing deals and supporting those mm-hmm. influence deals in the near term. Yep. So you've got these sort of all roads to Rome ability to be able to then look at an account and say what impact are Hitachi Vantara having in the likes of Avisa and we can look at all of those touch points so revenue coming in from deal-based marketing yeah so supporting instant deals which yep. is mm-hmm. great that's big ticket stuff how are we engaging the brand through content through ads through impressions and you know very much so I always think that the, the you know people overlooking ad impressions mm-hmm. Because somebody hasn't interacted with it, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they haven't seen it. Yeah. And I know that's hard to then explain mm-hmm. to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. But actually volume volume noise is is critical when you're building brand as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got these ranges of I don't know if this is answering the question at all, but you've got a range of different touch points mm-hmm. that you can then ultimately, you know, almost look at an account and then and then and then heat map them. Where were you before a year ago? Mm-hmm. Where are you now? And as long as you're on an upward trajectory mm-hmm. and the revenue's coming mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. absolutely, it's proving yeah. a solid case. So, some of the other stats that I love to, to, to use here as well, actually, are the three, and we've done some podcasts on this before, mm-hmm. like the three Vs. Like, it's not just about, cre- incre- you know, closing the deal. It's about increasing the volume of deals. Increasing mm-hmm. the yeah, absolutely. Of and probably most importantly for ABM, the velocity. Yes. Like, how quickly can, right. we, can we close them? So, yeah. like, 
Amy, from your side, like what other metrics other than other than some you know influence pipeline and, and yeah. source pipeline? Like what other metrics are you using to report yeah. this to the, to the board? Yeah, absolutely. So it can be anything like you know as you were as you were just talking about there, John. You know, we'd like to increase the the size of that of that buying group. A lot of lots of the opportunities that we're working on within the company, you know, they might you know have like two or three people right that that, that are attached to them or associated with them. But we these are these are big deals. Yep. So we know they're going to have a lot, a lot more people that involved in that. So kind of another thing we really look at and another thing we kind of measure ourselves against is is the size of that of that buying committee. Now, I think the other thing, you know, mm. especially at the moment, because, you know, every company, especially kind of going into the pandemic and now coming out of the pandemic, there are so many reorgs happening at every company. So it could be that those three people that are there today won't be there tomorrow. So what, what will happen then? So we're always looking to see, okay, use our tools to see if we can find look-alike people um, and add those and add those to the to the opportunity. Um, I think that the velocity, um, it, the velocity is is a, is, a, is a funny thing too. Velocity around the kind of acceleration of pipeline because the more people you add to an opportunity, the bigger mm. that opportunity is going to get, the more complex it's going to get, and the yep. longer it's going to take to to close that deal. So we don't look at that one so much mm. i think that's going to also be quite reflective of to all the listeners of, of the type of brand you're either working yeah. for or yes, with true. That's yeah. very um, true. in in mm-hmm. in a, in the case of particularly in hitachi's case the the size of the deals that we're doing mm-hmm. they actually typically will have a closed date so mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to necessarily speed it up being closed necessarily it's going to close when it's closed because those types of deals are rfps rfqs they're they're very they're procurement led they're yeah. big but not just that you're probably replacing existing you're probably getting to exactly, exactly. Like there's so many factors to play to, yeah, so exactly. it may not necessarily it may not necessarily speed up the when the deal closes but you will more likely have to be the winner or the the, the successful candidate sooner yeah. Yeah. yeah in that process but, they've already made up their mind mm-hmm. the rest of it from there is red but tape from what you were just saying amy you actually you don't necessarily track the velocity but you mm-hmm. track the size of the buying committee and you yeah. want a bigger buying committee yeah bigger the better really yeah because that shows i guess brand brand and impact penetra- yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. engagement it all comes back to another because normally you'd probably yeah. want to target a smaller buying committee because <laughs> you'd want it to be made yeah. sooner but you actually mm-hmm. want to get well, that, the, the that thing scale is with what we're trying to do and a lot of our, our accounts they, they know hitachi for whatever it is so we're trying to almost kind of try and change that brand perception so the more people we have from lots of different lines of business mm-hmm. It, it helps us, you know, reach our goals in the, as an ABM team. The, the more that we can get involved with, with more people from across the organization, we can then work to change that perception of the brand. So if we're just, mm. and I understand what you're saying, John, like it would be a lot easier if we're just dealing with three people, like, you know, let's push it through quickly. But really, we're, we're, so we're, we're, we're really trying to better filtrate that account really yeah yep. um and that's that's a that's mm. a an amazing way to do that and yeah. i think i think that's a, a, a kind of for, for me quite an eye-opening kpi like actually mm-hmm. we want we want larger brand penetration inside a, inside an account of course which yeah. makes sense but yeah. actually a larger buying committee yeah like has a compound impact yeah. it's the, it's the, yeah. rip, it's the ripple effect yeah. of abm yeah. or, or marketing yeah. in general if it's done if it's done correctly mm-hmm. i mean you know of, of the belief that you know if you, you know, if you if you sell to if you sell to john and claire you're always going to sell to John and Claire. That's right. yeah. And they're always going to be buying what John and Claire want to buy. Mm-hmm. And we're always going to sell them mm-hmm. that same thing. How do you, you, to really have an impact, you need to be talking to much more mm-hmm. people. You've got more to, more to lose because mm-hmm. if you don't get the deal, yeah. obviously 
that's a wider community that's opened up to your competitors. You just have to make sure you're successful. But mm-hmm. when you win, you know, that's laying the, laying mm-hmm. the foundations for a lot, much more. I would disagree. Future. Like, it's a larger committee that know your brand and are Correct, aware yeah. of the perception yeah. change as yeah. well. So, like, Especially if you've been shortlisted. You've been shortlisted for a reason, right? We find mm-hmm. it as an agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get shortlisted, you know, uh, and in occasions where we don't win, those clients often come back to us afterwards. <laughs> but if it doesn't work out, but, you know, yeah. it's, it, that happens, right? It's mm-hmm. all part of the, the industry that we're in or, or in, in, this, in this engine, so... So, so coming back to kind of board level KPIs, mm-hmm. is, is it just pipeline you tend to use or are there other metrics that you... When it comes to board level, I mean, uh, they, they're mostly looking at revenue, right? Yeah. Like, you know, let's be, let's be mm-hmm. kind of realistic and honest about it. They are, they are looking at, at revenue, but there are other things that we kind of measure ourselves on um, as an ABM team that do fit into more kind of what we do with the, with the other two R's. Um, and so we sit down at the very beginning of a, of not, not, well, the onboarding, uh, obviously, but I, I say every kind of six months and make sure that, you know, we are, we're still tracking ourselves against the, say against the right goals. And I think that is where I think there's a bit of a gap in the market, actually, mm-hmm. um, for some sort of talk. We're just keeping it in um, an Excel spreadsheet or a PowerPoint at the moment. So, for example, you know, I am going to work with a particular account on creating a case study. Yep. You know, and that can be used across the rest of the organization. Um, that's not going to show up in a Power BI dashboard for no. me. I'm going to get someone from my account to speak at our user conference. Mm. I'm going to be working, putting loads of time in, working with their communications team, <clears throat> making sure that, you know, we've, 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 we've dotted the I's and crossed the T's and they're good to talk about a particular subject. A heck of a lot of work goes into mm. that. That's not going to show up on a Power BI dashboard. No. Yep. Um, so, which is quite, it, it's, it's difficult sometimes to kind of communicate that to your organization. You know, yep. it's so much more than you looking at a funnel and Power BI and going, have you hit your targets? Yes, you've got the right amount of inquiries. So yes, you've got enough, yes, you've got, it's so 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 yeah. much bigger than that, and I think that I think there is a gap when it comes to kind of tech stack as yeah. to well, being able to sort of me- almost it's it's measuring co collaboration or yeah. collaboration yeah. and advocacy as well. I mean, there are some tools that do that, but they still get down to the nitty gritty of of how many ads people are pushing out. That That's it still right. requires yeah. a media channel to mm-hmm. to have that digital touch point. Yeah. When actually, what there is, you know, the measurement at the moment, which doesn't really exist in my understanding of how to measure the partnership and mm. the collaboration and de- mm-hmm. developing solutions together. I mean, that is the most power, that is the, yeah. for us, that is the nirvana that every mm-hmm. brand listening yeah. to this should want to achieve, that yeah. your customers are either giving you a, a platform for collaboration to design tools that are exclusive for them or even tools that you might take out to market together. Yep. If you've done that, you've won. Like you've, you've won ABM and in my eyes. But there's no real way to measure the steps that are required to be able to get there. I think I think I, I completely agree with you, Amy. In fact, this this was a conversation I was having with someone last week, I think, around like, are we do we need new ways of measuring engagement? Mm-hmm. I mean, as mm-hmm. to your point earlier, mm-hmm. you were saying we can measure impressions on banners, and we can obviously measure clicks, and we can measure the amount of times they've hit the website. But mm. actually, if you, they've if a customer's created a PowerPoint template and help talk about your solution at a conference mm-hmm. yeah like where does that sit on yeah. your yeah. on your funnel yeah. dashboard yeah. Yeah. Exactly. and so yeah. like th- there might there's definitely something here that 
that we could create around mm-hmm. measuring attention against the brand or measuring something mm-hmm. um, uh, that, that, that I think that I think yeah. is missing. But I think yeah, and measuring it, and partnerships it, are great. No, yeah. exactly. And it's, it's like you know, but we live in a in a consumer marketing world where we do this all the time in terms of how they how you measure brand sentiment or yep. or love for Nike or Coca Cola mm-hmm. or whoever, you know anyone like that. But actually, within this sphere, it's a little bit more niche. Um, the other one, just to sort of take it off on a, a side note, is that the other thing is, a, is something for the listeners really to, to watch out for, I think, and record where possible, is actually the feedback from the client partners or the account directors or salespeople that you work with on you as an ABM team and what you support. When you start to go up to the senior levels that are governing big sales teams on key accounts, what they're key accounts for a reason, because mm-hmm. they are the yeah. highest value to the business. The gatekeepers and the guardians of those are the sales teams. So it's so important that actually the connection between senior sales and the ABM team is a, is a strong one, but you are being perceived in a value add yep. capacity. The way you can do that is by trying to get as much feedback from your sales teams that you work with on those positive moments, those positive <laughs> impacts, yeah. how you've helped deals. And it, it, there's no way to really measure it because there's no. no platform in Power BI, but there is is anecdotal mm. information that is absolutely key mm-hmm. that, that I found in my experience qualitative key. Qual- feedback yeah, like, absolutely pure qualitative yeah. like on this they helped us close this close they this, or, this yeah yeah and like abs- that kind yeah. of stuff yeah. there are go-to people for insights and when we want to know or just yeah. opening up those opportunities yeah, absolutely um, and I would say that they 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 will become the sales teams can come your become your biggest advocates mm-hmm. and those are really you know if we're trying to align sales and marketing together mm-hmm. so important to have those advocates you know, on that journey with you um, and sharing that feedback with all. Obviously, this is an incredibly important campaign because we won the award for most commercially successful mm. or won, won bronze for most commercially successful. So like, is there anything else that as we talk about KPIs that comes to mind when you think about commercial value in an ABM campaign? Because we've talked about qualitative metrics, we've talked about influence pipeline, um, and t- talked about engagement, but w- you know, what else, as we lose the light today, uh, <laughs> what else do you think need, you know, needs to be measured or added for something to be commercially valuable? That's a good question. It's a, it's a, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that question. I know, so. I know. Yeah. I mean, the, the, some, take so, our time to answer it. Yeah, no, definitely. I would kind of turn that around a little bit and think that when you're thinking about your ABM program, Revenue is obviously it goes without saying that bringing in the you know the the, the deals and and the rev- and revenue is is important, but I would sort of argue sometimes that if commercial value is your single biggest KPI for an ABM program, then ABM might not always be the best way to achieve that. Mm-hmm. If you're purely well, about, about money, we're talking about like short term. If you want short term near near yep. fast yep. money and revenue. Mm-hmm solution diversification could be the best way for you it could be doing wider scale demand into markets you hadn't known Mm -hmm. maybe that's the that's you know if that's important it's one part that's really really important obviously but i just don't think it's the most important the commercial value will will come over a longer period of time exactly and i think on the commercially successful piece like this is and this is a bit of a side tangent like the do brands that have to report to a board and be light and be um, not liable, but have shareholders. Mm-hmm. Like, does you know your comment about ABM being long term? Like, are those two elements incompatible? Like, do you need a board that can understand? I can't report on success of this campaign in the next three months. Like, I need mm-hmm. to commit mm-hmm. to it. And like, what mm-hmm. tips would you give them to make that argument to, and that transition? 
So to your point, yeah, absolutely agree. I think you need yep. to be dealing with the board or, or and the board needs to understand that it's not going to be a near-term quick fix. Mm-hmm. ABM is not a quick mm-hmm. fix. Yep. I'm definitely not of the view that I think it's held in the market slightly that ABM has to be a five-year ROI return. You know, it's a long no. marathon. Mm. It's not. Mm-hmm. I think how you construct your ABM program should serve both masters. Yep. And what I mean by that is laying the foundations for a long-term brand yeah. building, immersive campaign an initiative that's going to make them love your brand more and more over time but that's where the deal-based marketing piece comes into play so being able to support those huge rfps that are above a certain size Mm -hmm. that you can then commit x amount of budget to be able to ensure that if you're going to be the ones in the room you're going to be the ones that have got the best story Mm -hmm. i think for a board it's about that two-pronged attack. It's about having the deal support. They're not mutually quick, exclusive. Quick stuff, then, yeah, I don't believe yeah. that. Short-term-ish stuff, but supporting yeah. the sales team. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think the they're mutually record. exclusive. Yeah. They, or you have to decide that it's one or the other. Got it, got it. But, yeah. but Amy, you've made the transition, obviously, from, I think you said, field service originally, mm-hmm. demand mm-hmm. gen. Like you've, mm-hmm. you've done all of that mm-hmm. original stuff. Mm-hmm. And then running this campaign for the last, was it two and a half, three years? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what when you started to make that transition, like, was it a difficult sell-in? Or yeah. was the... Were, were Hitachi ready for this? It wasn't Hitachi actually because there was already a, an ABM program that you know had been kind of at play for maybe a year mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I joined. Yeah. Um. So that that was fine. A previous previous companies, yeah, that that has been the case where they wanted to do ABM. Someone, some it was a it was a CEO actually um, that had read about ABM and said, you know, Amy, I want to do ABM now. <laughs> oh, oh right, yeah. okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we did have that issue. So, you know, it was it was just me running it at the time, working with all the, all the different client partners. And, you know, I was new to ABM as well. And we were kind of learning as we went along. And because I was ne- ne- no longer doing my campaign management role, my demand gen role, um, you know, the, the, the top of the funnel leads were just obviously just drying up. And so they were like screaming like, okay, you, you told me ABM was gonna be successful. And we could, well, yes, but it, it, it does need time. Um, so yeah, it, it, it is uh, setting those expectations. It is making sure that the the, the board and the senior senior management team know that it's not a quick quick fix kind of switch on a you know a light and mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're good to go. It does it does take it does take some time, and I think that's probably why most people that start doing ABM they run some sort of pilot first. Yep. To, to basically, you know, have a kind of short kind of three to six months, would you mm. say, pilot mm-hmm. program yeah. and, and make sure everyone's on board and understands the, the value that this is going to bring. But as I say, it's not just going to be a, you know, a short term solution. Do you also think that's why so many brands start with a one to few or one to many approach? Because they just feel more comfortable doing that before. Yeah, yeah you maybe. sort of. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. I sort of I, I do see it from two different angles, I suppose. You, you know, there's two schools of thought. Um, we get approached quite a lot by one one suite one of clients that are mm. we want to do a short term pilot and only focus on a couple of accounts mm. and for me that's always a high risk strategy but can but it's a way to dip your toe into it to understand whether yeah. your business is ready for it and I think the clients that we've seen real good success with pilots for one to one have been as aware that mm-hmm. this is not a test of the agency this is a test of their own brand that's right. 100%. And where that works and it gels, there's one that jumps to mind that um, mm-hmm. we also won, won this year for, who absolutely dis- that understood that that journey needed to happen to educate people on their side that mm-hmm. ABM is for them via the, the guise of one to two accounts. Yet the other school of thought, which is based around 
a more of a spreading your risk kind mm -hmm. of approach. Let's go after a particular cluster or a vertical that we really understand and we've got a great story. And you, you know, you're more likely to yield some results. There's not a right or a wrong. It's mm -hmm. down to the, the business and, and the questions that we ask when you're on that journey to sort of decide what's right for you. Yeah. Um, and back to my point before that, you know, there's nothing worse than walking into a into a meeting as an agency and they've already decided what the right strategy is, you know, and it's like that needs to be worked on together when we understand more about your business as well. Yeah, absolutely. As well as obviously supporting those kind of the, the big deals. So obviously there's an opportunity in pipeline already. And then you're going to, you know, you're going to work with those account directors on putting mm -hmm. together a program. Um, that's going to that's going to support them in, in bringing that deal home and adding people to to the to the buying group. So you've got that already. So that's already in in the in the funnel as as um, normally sales opportunity. Or it could be it could have come in from marketing. Either way, but it's already in there. So ABM is going to is going to help in supporting that. But what we're also doing is we need to make sure that we are feeding the top of the funnel too. So yeah. we can't just say we're just going to do one and, and not the other. So we've got to make sure that whatever's coming through from our from our integrated media program, for example, that then that gets turned to MQL and then we, you know, do the handover with sales. I say handover, it's never really a handover. We're walking through them, you know, mm -hmm. from the from the start to the beginning. So it's 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 looking at it in two ways really. It's kind of mm. making sure top of the funnel you've still got leads coming in that way so that you can create those mqls but also helping them with things that are already in pipeline yeah got it. i just wanted to clarify as well so when we're talking about uh, an mql in in this environment yep. it's less of here's a whole bunch of form fills, fills yeah. and no, go and no, phone these people yeah. and you can close deals with them no it's not that when we're referencing an mql we are talking about it in more of a an account opportunity experience or engagement session yeah. they've had so yeah. they might have downloaded a, you know i could you know someone like i'm going to use visa again because i keep using them for that as an example <laughs> for this a white paper or yeah they may have downloaded a few bits of content oh we've had you know a bit of traffic on the site okay now that is they've had a conversation with them now it's being passed over to sales so it's um yeah so yeah so the the influence piece is, is there again back to yeah. the point about you know mm -hmm. the, the laying the right track through engagement mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. various other got kpis it. got it let's kind of start talking about just generally abm for a moment and take yeah. away take us away from the from the campaign um like i've always got a bit, bit of a view that abm is just good marketing like mm -hmm. it makes sense mm -hmm. to, to do this but what's amy what's your view on the abm market and, and industry and how it stands today i, mean, I think you know, ABM is, is not new. I think people have probably been doing, doing it from what, yeah, early? 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, 10, 15 yep. years. And sometimes it was started by, you know, sales teams, you know, they wanted to have, you know, a number of accounts they wanted to go after and, and, and try to kind of personalize things, things that way. I think the thing that, the thing that, that has changed, I suppose, in my last sort of, I don't know, maybe even two, three years really is that is the technologies that mm. have been mm -hmm. developed to, to help su support us um, in that journey. As I said, I think with the everyone, um, you know, the, the, the beginning of the, the pandemic, I think uh, surprisingly, I think really, um, a lot of companies did uh, start investing more in ABM. Um, you know, if you look at the, all the different ABM conferences that, that, that are happening at the moment, like there's just so much, so much interest around. I think a lot of a lot of accounts are still, well, companies are still at the very kind of beginning of that of that ABM journey from transitioning away from just doing demand gen and finding a kind of a mix that that works well for the for their organisation. I mean, for me, 
I know coming from, you know, being a film marketing manager to then a campaigns manager, I'd never want to go back. Mm-hmm. I'd never want to go back because, I mean, I've always worked really, really closely with sales and that's, that's part of my personality. I love building relationships and that's just, 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 just who I am. But to be involved in, a, in an account team and the decisions that are made as part of that account, as, as we are as an, as a, as an ABM team, it's a, it's, a, it's a really, really fantastic thing. And it's, you know, because we're so, so involved with, I suppose, the goals and the, the direction that the, the account directors are, are heading in, and we understand exactly, you know, what's going to make them successful, then we as an ABM team can kind of feed that back to people that are putting together kind of the program framework mm-hmm. for the year. And we have more of a voice at that table too, because we are so close to those to those sales teams and because of that so close to the organization as as a whole what i'm hearing there is it, it's just, it's more rewarding like when you go down to a yeah. level it's so much more rewarding to know your because you know mm. when you're doing one to i'm gonna say one to many marketing like traditional marketing you know it is difficult to know You've, you generate a bunch of leads you might get some revenue if you're if you're maturing your 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 pipeline metrics but being able to know that you've created a piece of mm-hmm you know a, a, an article like you mentioned earlier Minaz that that got picked up on LinkedIn that that, got, that had a conversation like that's got to be so much more, more yeah rewarding. definitely yeah. I mean you know that with with demand gen there's always that element of as you said you know you don't you don't really know what the deals get done and how, or how they were done and ultimately what impact you've had you just moved on to the next campaign yeah you know, which is which is fine and I find yeah for me ABM is is really the the front line of 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 marketing to kind of make it as interesting as it possibly can yeah. be because you know at the end of the day this industry is, is a tough industry and that any ways we can make it more exciting mm-hmm. to be able to have that close connection and really know what business impact you're having is like is is, is massive i think um so, so we talked about kind of the tech that's come on mm-hmm. a long way we also mentioned it right at the beginning of the podcast about how mm-hmm. important creativity is like yeah. what do you think is next in the next in the next two years like what's happened what, where do you think this the abm industry is is, is heading Difficult question, I know. Mm. <laughs> well, it's an interesting one because um, as we've all agreed, you know, ABM has been here for 10, 15, mm-hmm. 15 years. I did my first ABM program, yeah, like 13 years ago, I think, and uh, in, with Vodafone. And what's really changed, I'd say, over time is the combination of desire, creativity, and technology. Mm-hmm. When those three things in the last X number of years have really come together, you've seen this exponential growth because the time has been right to take it to the next level. I mean, personalization is democratized, right? Yep. It's all in agreement with that. Mm-hmm. People expect a personalized experience in mm-hmm. everything they do, mm-hmm. even if it's just down to, you know, their name and job title having, you know, the, in, in, within some content, you know, which is obviously different from individual individuality or individualism. I think what we're finding is that where those, those pieces have, have come together, we can't necessarily go back to the way it was before. I mean, my view is that in the next couple of years, that ABM won't won't really even exist no. as a term because mm-hmm. everything that's been done should have been learned and pushed mm-hmm. into all of your yeah. campaigns. It should just be good marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So Great. all of your campaigns should have an element where possible of insights, intent, mm-hmm. personalization at scale, all of the things that just make marketing good. Mm-hmm. And then perhaps, you know, there are the key, it goes back to the original term was before ABM was, was key account marketing, yeah, of course. which is then yeah. your, mm-hmm. what you've reserved for the, for, the, for yeah. the sort of special platinum experience. But fundamentally the entire demand gen mm-hmm. approach 
should just mm-hmm. blend into one yeah. as we move forward. And we know there's there's less talk of ABM having its own set of awards and things like that. And mm-hmm. just let's, let's yeah. move away from that. Let's get back to the fact that this is just people are learning on this journey. There's some amazing tools out there. Apply that with some creative thinking and then, you know, we'll revolutionize the way that all, all demand is, is generated. I couldn't agree more. But Amy, where do you th- where do you see this going? Yeah, no, I, so I, I I definitely mirror that. Um, you know, and I just looking at your notes, like not copying you, Manaz, but you know, <laughs> ABX. There, I see. You yeah. know, I, I think I think you're right. It's, it, we are gonna it's gonna come a lot more mainstream. Um, you know, there's gonna no, there's gonna I mean, which would be a good thing for us. There'll be no more demand gen and abm yeah. you know the there is two a bit of a, there meet. is a bit of sort of not i wouldn't say elitism sorry there, I it's there, but snobbiness there's really not is. there's definite snobbiness and i've i've sat there in a conference i think you might have even been there john i can't remember the there was an abm conference and someone on the panel described it and i'm just going to say this they described it as um if you imagine that abm is a degree and demand gen is a gcse and every single person wholly disagreed with that awful mentality. <laughs> but there is an element of that in the industry. Again, it could be a separate podcast. Well, the, 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 an ABM is, that, is, is a, is, higher, is a level. higher level of intellectual grade when actually, let's get away from that. That's not what this mm, industry was no. built on. No. The idea, and you, know, you do sort of hear that more and more. And I think the, what we're trying to get to as a, as a collective is, is the point before, is that everything... Everything you learn, it's almost like, I suppose, the given analogy of a concept car. Mm-hmm. When BMW mm-hmm. are designing the concept cars, those may never make it to market, but elements of those yeah. will then be fed and, and waterfall into everything that they do. So the advancements you make then have an impact on the rest. Mm-hmm. And I see ABM very much as a bit of a poster child for that. What we mm-hmm. learn and test and mm-hmm. do amazingly well and everyone jumps on that then going yeah. towards ABM's just a base program is what you're saying it's just yeah, a base program yeah. absolutely yeah. it's, it's a base program it's, it's, it gets it develops the, that that pen that works in space yeah that kind of stuff <laughs> is that, was that an analogy I think that there works? was a pencil as well wasn't yeah it? there was yeah, a pen yeah, the pencil yeah. was the easier yeah, way of doing yeah. it one element you talked about earlier Amy was first party data mm-hmm. like where what role do you think that will play over the next couple of years because we're seeing it come up all the time at the moment mm-hmm. like there's there's a lot of focus on debt and customer privacy we've talked about mm-hmm. watch lists yeah. uh you know d- where where is your first party data strategy heading yeah i mean next- yeah it's, it's definitely it's getting definitely getting harder and, and more challenging if i think back to the days before um, gdpr um <laughs> fun days weren't they yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> well when I, when I used to get no marketing emails <laughs> I now get a load yes just exactly yeah because just, I don't somehow know, I've opted sort of in somehow I've opted in <laughs> for everything <laughs> under legitimate interests yeah. now everyone can email me loads yep. of random yeah crap. no that it, it, we're mm. going to have to be a lot smarter a yep. lot smarter and a lot more creative um, in kind of how we can how we can use this data I mean, there's there's so many things that we try and do on a weekly basis, aren't there? Where you think I would love to do that, and no, can't, can't actually can't actually do that. So it's 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 definitely becoming tougher. Um, I would definitely say that. The thing that's going to really help us as a as an ABM team um, is going back to doing in-person events. Mm-hmm. I think we're all screaming for it, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. not talking about, you know, five VM world, <laughs> five thousand people in, and, and if, in a room. If you love that sort yeah. of thing, then yeah, wonderful, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm talking about just like you know, just a select number of, of, of customers, just a few customers together, intimate kind of event. You know, really kind of understanding where they're heading to as an organisation, where they are currently, what's stopping them from getting there. 
and and building those relationships um back up again you know mm-hmm. as i say if things are getting harder and harder in the digital world when it comes to compliance and, and, and privacy um so i think that kind of um in person that kind of human element mm-hmm. um is is gonna is gonna help accelerate some of the things that we've been trying to do during the pandemic but we've come up against some challenges yeah yep. no, no i agree i think i think that's definitely gonna creep back in nicely i think people are people are you know gunning for so at least the hybrid events and then yeah, people will be more absolutely. selective about what they go to mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna come at that answer from a slightly different angle but but still hopefully related is that when eventually when cookies disappear mm-hmm. and the cookie master comes and takes them all away <laughs> it's so important now uh, that brands start to think with a brand first mindset mm-hmm. it's going to be all about creating brand equity making sure that they're spending time on your channels and engaging with content on your channels as a first party user rather than third party so everything that you do is about drawing them into the well i'll use an analogy and I'm only saying this because I've got my new Nike Air Jordans on. <laughs> if you think about, oh, badass. If, if you think about, <laughs> true story. Think about if you think about someone like Nike, mm-hmm. and creating creating an amazing, beautiful story, and and, and that that mirrors a Nike user or wearer. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's the difference of going to Nike.com and having an amazing experience because you love that brand, or going to JDSports.com. Mm-hmm. JD Sports is going to give you everything you need. It's a third party that resell Nike. They're not going to give you the brand experience and the love. What I'm going to spend my time on is Nike.com. First party, I'll share information with them. They'll give me personalized experiences. And from then on, I just go on to love the brand even more. <clears throat> and it's absolutely brand and demand gen coming together yep. as one is where it's all, it all has to go. With the intelligence of ABM on top. With the intelligence of ABM put on top of it, personalization, data, insights, all the other kind of little buzzwords we've used for the last <laughs> hour and a half. But what I, what I hear there is it's, it's about value and it's about rela- building relationships. Yeah. Like those are the two things that we need to really focus on over the next, over the next <laughs> two years with ABM. So we want to we wanna leave our listeners with a few things that they should live by when creating their ABM activity. <laughs> like Amy, what would be the standout tip that you would give our <laughs> listeners today? Stands out. It has to be. It has to be alignment. If you haven't got alignment yeah. with the with the sales team, with your agency, um, it's you're not going to get an ABM program off the you know off the ground. And and and, and you might do, but you know you're not going to be. It's not going to be successful. So I think alignment is is definitely key there. Alignment. Alignment when it comes to um, what the expectations are of you as a as a, an ABM team, what the agency's expectations are, and what they for, for them as well, and also for for the sales team. I think also alignment when it comes to KPIs. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, one of the most important things because you could be working your butt off for for a year with your KPIs as a, as an ABM team or as part of the the wider marketing function, but if it's not hitting you know meeting this you know the the same goals that have been created for your sales team then you're on a road to nowhere really and it's a wasted effort so alignment of teams not just between sales but you mentioned the agency as well and i think i can't can't agree more alignment of kpis i think i think it's absolutely key Um, yeah a couple a couple for me actually so to quote chuck d from public enemy don't believe the hype okay there is don't feel like you need to have an ABM program because everyone else does and it's the hot buzzword and mm. like do do your diligence do your homework do your maths like work with an agency even to go on that discovery mm-hmm. to find out what is the right type of ABM strategy if at all for you 
you know, for our clients that we work with, it's absolutely right for them. The types of deals and the, the accounts that they're working with, you know, it, it, it has to be the way forward. But that isn't to say it's for everyone. Don't, don't try and sort of, you know, persuade the unpersuadable if, if that's not right for your business. But on a slightly more positive note, <laughs> the other one is stand out and stand mm. for something. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put any comms, any using that, the data and mm-hmm. insights, putting it to good use, make sure your mm-hmm. campaigns are bold, that make sure they're creative and make sure they stand for something. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to hear. I mean, I was mm-hmm. in, a, in the, I think it's the ABM conference uh, a couple of weeks back and, and you know, somebody raised that, that how, many, how many heartfelt manifestos are these CIOs really going to read before it just becomes the norm? Mm-hmm. So it's about delivering something that's going to be of real value, create content that really is an interesting to read, that's something that's impactful, just, but yeah, like I said, stand for something that's authentic to your company. Um, you know, great brand that do that is Salesforce, right? They, it's all about values, value-based yep. marketing. It's all about they stand for something and that's the territory in which they engage you. And I but, think that that's... But to your earlier point as well here, Manaz, I think don't just stand for it, like show it through execution. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. demonstrate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think create good mm-hmm. stories, create great storytelling, create amazing content, create awesome But don't ads. just create fiction. Like no. it needs to no, be... No, no, no. It, it needs to, to be... be yeah, stuff. exactly. You know, when the, at the end of the day, when the, when the rubber hits the road and you're going to have to be in that room with a CIO... It, you have to be able to, to to continue that story and know yep. that it's true to you. you and as that, a brand. I think it's a real art in being able to blend that story together with with the values of the account you're targeting. Correct. Which is, yeah, just yeah. been a, a key, great message here today. Firstly, thank you so much, Amy and Minas, for joining us on the podcast today. For I've learned that ABM is so much more than the tech stack, but also it's it's <laughs> almost like running your own um, spy. Uh, <laughs> set, I would say it's much more like a spy novel or like running MI5. Like yeah. I think Amy, I'm just going to call you M now or maybe A. Yeah, like, yeah. We're going to have exactly, a name. Yeah. We're going to have code names for each other now. As, uh, and hopefully, I won't end well, up on your watch list. Am I going to be Miss Money Penny? Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could be Miss Money Penny. Okay, yes, but, yeah. but it's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining myself and Harry. And yeah, I hope I wish you all the success in the future of your ABM campaign. Awesome. Uh, thank, thank you. Very very much guys appreciate it yeah brilliant thank you very much if you enjoyed that as much as we did then please subscribe to the tech marketing podcast for future b2b insights